I'm Brandon. And I'm John. And this is At The Trailers, a podcast about movie trailers. Brandon, Mm -hmm. you know when they say, this is not a test? You know that phrase? Yes, I do. This is not a test. Right. This is a test. This sure is. This is a pilot recording of our latest podcast endeavor, and it will begin properly once How Rude ends. Mm -hmm. So we are offering this to you. We're recording this on March 25th. Uh, 2017. So we will be covering the movie trailers that came out in the past week or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're a fan a fan of How Rude, uh, we would encourage you to sort of uh, take this and sort of see how you feel about it. And then hopefully you'll carry over into this next project with us. Yes, please. And again, this is a work in progress. You know, we're going to continue to refine uh, this um, setup as we continue to go. So One must polish. Right. One must. Right. We don't want to give you a uh, half-assed project. I hate half an ass. <laughs> if I took down a man's pants, it's all half of an ass. Yeah. My goodness. What are the differences between this podcast at the trailers and How Rude? How would you sort of define um, the differences? First of all, well, this has nothing to do with Full House. Or TV. Or, or TV at all. Strictly the world of film. That's right. Uh, so what we do um, here is watch, as John had said, the trailers from the past week, some fresh, as in trailers that dropped earlier today, um, so that we can uh, give our weekly thoughts on those. Um, if we're excited for it, we have a system um, to kind of rate um you know, our final verdicts for each of these trailers. Yes. And to break that down uh, in just one moment, I will, I, I, in my mind, the biggest difference between how rude and out the trailers is for out the trailers, we're talking about something that we already actively do talk about and enjoy, mm-hmm. which is film and how we feel about uh, the films that are coming our way. Mm-hmm. So that's the big difference. We don't like full house. Would you say that's fair? I would say that's fair. I think another plus about this podcast is that, you know, we provide uh, the trailers we are watching every week and it's accessible to you. It's very easy to watch these trailers and then come back, turn on the podcast and listen to us or watch them afterwards. Uh, you know, yeah. so you have the content readily available to you. I like that aspect of it. Yeah, the easiest guide for this would be if you want to watch all of the trailers we're about to talk about, it's going to be in the episode description. Mm-hmm. So check that out, look through that list, and yeah, it's it's great because with Full House, there's really no easy way to watch that material that we're discussing. Mm-hmm. At best, you'd be able to pull it from your fucking memory palace. Right. Uh, so the system that we're using to rate these trailers, uh, because this is sort of us breaking down how these trailers are effective as pieces of marketing, how much do they engage and titillate us. Uh, the system is as such. Uh, we will decide if <laughs> if we want to stub it, stream it, or skip it. Right. What does stub it mean? Stub it means you will pay uh, for a movie t- t- ticket to see this in the theater. A silver screen. Uh, you're right. A deliciously big silver screen. Now what does stream it? Me. Uh, stream it means you will wait for it to uh, come out on a video. You will either watch it digitally, rent it, uh, red box it, any any version of after its initial theater release, uh, watching it on some platform like that, that is streaming it. Yes, Netflix, Amazon Prime. Right. Maybe it'll show up on Hulu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe we'll track it down through that venue. And what does skip it mean? Uh, <laughs> skip, skip it means you will not watch it. At all, oh. uh, because uh, it has turned you off entirely. I would also like to call that cate- that category FTM. Fuck this movie. Yeah. When you, I mean, there are many instances where I watch a film on, on the silver screen and see a trailer beforehand, and I, I think to myself, fuck this movie. Yeah. I ain't seeing Skipping it. Skipping it. <laughs> but, then, but then sometimes I still do stream it. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes the curiosity gets to the cat. Hate watching is a thing. Yeah, it's called How Rude. <laughs> it's called How Rude. So we have uh, a, a really good quality uh, chunk of film trailers here covering all kinds of genres. The uh, first trailer is the latest trailer for The Boss Baby. Mm-hmm. Not, I wrote down Boss Baby, mm-hmm. but you got to remember that little the that I'm sure they spent hundreds of hours trying to decide the if they'd Boss include. Yeah. The Boss Baby. Brandon, what are your thoughts on the latest trailer for The Boss Baby? Um, well, uh, one thing I want to point out from the the top is that this is one of those trailers that's specifically geared towards a specific m- other movie's release. Yeah. So um, this 
has a gag up top that is kind of making fun of Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. So the boss baby's playing with a Lumiere toy and a uh, Cogs- Lu- Lumiere, Lumiere yes, toy yes, yes. and a Cogsworth toy and like making them fight and then he tosses them away, um, assuming, and then he says something about, uh, you've made a good choice seeing the movie you're about to see. Come see my movie on March 31st. Yeah, the I was baby. I think that they the the way that they sort of roll this out is a little confusing because my interpretation of it was I didn't necessarily understand that this was playing before Beauty and the Beast because it's DreamWorks versus Disney. I think it would be odd that they would say like, "Hey, good for you for going to see a competing studio's film." Mm-hmm. I thought when he said it's a good choice to see this movie, I thought he was talking about The Boss Baby. Mm-hmm. But it ain't out yet, so right. it's it's just a little muddled. It is, it is, and I, I think the the movie's plot and all of these trailers follow suit. They're all muddled. What is this movie about? I mean, I know it's about a baby voiced by Alec Baldwin, who is the boss. Uh-huh. But uh, what what is going on here? Uh, he's infiltrating like a family, but is he not really a baby, or is he a baby? Are all babies smart? What's going on? It is a really bad mash of tones and competing plot points. I don't think they trust or even necessarily give a flying fuck about uh, communicating the story Mm -hmm. to the audience. What they want is they just want to roll out 6 to 12 gags again and again and again over the course of four trailers, basically. And all they need to do is hook the goofy kids with their hapless parents. Mm-hmm. And for me, at least, I'm I'm a huge fan of animation. I would say it's the genre that I'm most interested in. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing here for me to hang my hat on. It's I, The animation is very what, fluid. Yeah, what's going on here? Because I don't think I like it. It's like super cartoonish, but everything is to the point where everyone's really, the proportions are off, right? Because we've talked about how the kid seems so much bigger than... The baby brother, but he seems big even compared to his parents. Like, his head is humongous. Yeah, you're, you're thinking of a, a different Boss Baby trailer where there's a shot specifically where the the, the older brother, who can't be more than seven, mm-hmm. is sitting next to his own father on his knees on a couch, mm-hmm. and he looks like he is an enormous mammoth monster I child. Clip. I think we watched a clip. Oh, yes. Sometimes um, we, we have trouble finding out what's the official trailer and what's a goddamn clip. Right. Uh, yeah, the, the the animation, the character designs, uh, very. They're just this shy of being caricatures. They're, I think they're going for just a little bit of realism, mm-hmm. but everything comes off as very. Uh, all the lips, I think it's the lips mm-hmm. that really throw me. They're very very like, liquid. pointed and yes. like overly articulated. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, uh, are you going to? And I, I must look at my because it's hard for me to remember the order in which they go. Are you going to stub it, stream it, or skip it? I would love to either stream it or skip it, but I'm in an odd situation where I must stub it. Ah, yes, that's true. Uh, We won't go into the details, but uh, Brandon did lose a bet recently, so uh, both you and I will be stubbing that movie, but I will not be paying for said movie. No, I will be (laughs) You'll be stubbing it twice over. That's right. So, yes, so I, but I think outside of that context, Mm. I think I, this is a movie that, because I'm like you, I have a strong interest in animation always. So th- I will absorb this content in some form. I would have probably waited for it to pop up on Netflix and I would have watched it on Netflix. It makes more sense to stream it. I mean, for God's sake, there's a part of me that wants to watch Ratchet and Clank on Netflix. And I know that I you've have. seen it. Yep. Uh, would you recommend <laughs> I watch Ooh, that? I would say that is a strong skip it. Strong skip Ratchet and Clank. Okay, fair enough. It's really not enjoyable, even for animation junkies. It's very lazy. Well, we're going to take a... Just play the game. Just play the game. (laughs) Those old games that they haven't made a new entry for in quite some time. (laughs) Uh, We're going to take a hard left into fucking high drama. We got more than a few Oscar chompy piranhas in this fucking ocean of ours. Mm -hmm. And the first one that we cover today is uh, The Last... Face, mm-hmm. which is a film that stars uh, Charlize Theron, Javier Bardem, and is directed by Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, fr- I really thought this was going to be a Terrence Malick movie at first. It seemed like it had that whispery, breathy voiceover mixed with very sumptuous, beautiful landscape mm-hmm. shot. 
kind of thing going I, I, on. I think it. It, I would agree with you. I would have thought Terrence Malick if the plot didn't seem as straightforward as it was. Right. Because um, Terrence Malick is always like, man, I have no idea what this movie's about. Right. It's these people living in, what are they doing? Whereas this seemed like a very much a straightforward plot of she's a doctor. I think they're both doctors. They're both doctors. And I love seeing these two. I, I will say, Nicole, uh, I'm sorry, Charlize Theron and um, Javier Bardem, I love seeing them together it's an in interesting, a movie. It's an interesting pairing. Um, I like it. And I, that that alone kind of intrigues me. But the We like both of them as individuals, too. So right. we want to be on board, I think. Them being doctors in like a dangerous land, right, is like the plot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think well, what, what I said was uh, the pacing of the trailer just kind of threw me off. I think it ramps up the melodrama really quick to the point of like, Oh, I'm not even. I'm just now getting behind what the movie's about, and we're already showing these characters they're in peril, constant peril. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and I, I'm not sure with Sean Penn directing. I'm trying to think what else he's directed. Did he do Mystic River? I want to. I feel like Mystic River. I don't yes, think I liked Mystic River very I, much. I think that's his best calling card, mm-hmm. and I feel like that that is very divisive. I've never seen it, but from what I've heard, it's very divisive. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hesitant in that. Uh, again, I love these actors. I'm just not sure the the content is there to support mm-hmm. these their performances. Is this based, I feel like this is one of the examples of based on a true story we got this week. Um, Now, I will say this. I mean, at the very least, it's not a story about two white doctors Mm -hmm. in a non-majority white country dealing with like a war-torn population. So at the very least, there's that. But at the end of the day, I am not in any way intrigued by a movie that can only tell the story about a war-torn nation through the lens of two visitors falling in love. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm not interested. This is the kind of movie that everyone basically expresses no interest, no real interest in. You might try to say like, oh yeah, I I think I might want to go see that. I don't foresee anyone we know tracking this down. I I feel like maybe they should have played up the romance element a little more. more. Oh, um, I feel like they that, did. I, I felt like that would get people to go, right? If mm. if it's skewing towards the demographic of people that really enjoy like romance stories. But I felt like there was too much other stuff going on that I couldn't hone in on yeah. the romance. I don't know. W- would you stub it, stream it, or skip it? I'd skip it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna track down that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw Javier Bardem in uh, that not very good Terrence Malick, like what was it, Ben Affleck movie with like maybe Rachel McAdams or something like that. Uh, I I uh, that to me is I feel like I've already seen it somehow. Yeah. That those two movies really don't have much to do with each other except the Javier Bardem connection. But I think I'm fine. I agree. I'm another I'm also a skip it, unfortunately. Yeah. Not because I think Outright, the movie looks bad. No, it just I mean, doesn't. Like you said, there's no interest there for me. Uh, I'd have even less interest if it was directed by Clint Eastwood, <laughs> because then I would absolutely know, like, oh, there's nothing fucking here for me. Right. Uh, that man makes movies for himself and his fucking cigar buddies. That's <laughs> how I fucking think of it. Um, the next uh, trailer is uh, Black Butterfly. This is kind of an odd throwback. This seems very old fashioned to me. Yes. Yeah, so, so we have Anta- Antonio Banderas. Poison boots. Uh, right. Well, I made a note. So this is, it's nice seeing him, actually seeing him in a role where yeah. he's not, because he's done so much voiceover, I feel like lately, it's nice to kind of see him back uh, in a live action film. So at first I was like, oh, cool. Okay. Like Javier Verdun and Charlie yeah. Theron. Yeah. I'm on board. Um, and then as it was playing out, like you said, this throwback, so, so the the concept of him being like a writer, and he has this visitor that stays at his like cabin out in the woods somewhere. Oh goodness! Um, and uh, the visitor maybe turns out to be a little dangerous, and uh, causes him and his love interest to be in peril. Now, I mean, in that in that synopsis, like we really should emphasize is Antonio. Did we say that Antonio Banderas is a writer? He's a writer. He's a writer, and that seems to be a really clear plot point that they're trying to show you in this trailer. He's a a writer who is stuck. He's stuck. And he's literally like pulling a shining with his typewriter, writing out, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck on his paper. And there's a lot of consistent ideas peppered throughout here. Like the the stranger says to him, I'm going to help you with your stories. At one point when we deep into the trailer, when we know he's a maniac, he goes, it's it's great to see you finally displaying some imagination. Mm -hmm. So again, like we're sort of, 
the trailer is cut to where we really want you to understand that something's going on here. It's giving off some definite secret window vibes. Yeah, uh, Cape is, Fear. Yeah. Those 90s thrillers where it's like, the tagline for this is don't talk to strangers. That's what the 90s were. Mm. Like a sexy stranger, watch out. Mm. Don't invite, the fact that he invites him to his cabin, I wanted to be like, is Antonio Banderas' character gay? Uh-huh. And then the woman shows up sort of out of nowhere and has no lines Maybe one. Yeah. Because um, they have that conversation at the beginning of the trailer. Yeah. And he's younger than Antonio Banderas and he has his shirt off like near the lake together. And I'm like, I was actually, if that's, if that had been what it was, mm. much more intrigued. Because I'm like, oh, like a crazy gay thriller where one of them is a killer, still kind of outdated and throwbacky. But I'd be more interested. No, yeah, I think this this movie screams that it's going to have a twist, right? Of like well, you 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 basically screamed it the second it was done. Yeah, well, I, I it's one of those that is oh the the man the dangerous man is a part of himself. The writer is exploring another side of his psyche. So you know, it's like it's going to be something like that. If of, you can get a screenplay like that produced in this day and age, good for fucking you. You put your boots on and you hoofed it. And I, there was no, uh, I, I asked, I think I asked what the release date for this was, maybe. Oh, or yeah. one of these. Um, but you, you, you were interested in what part of the year it was going to fall? Yeah, because I'm always, I, that's always something that's of, of interest to me, of where these movies kind of move around in terms of release dates. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this movie screams to me of being one of those where it's scheduled for like an August, but... There's weird delays and it ends up coming out in January. Yeah, I, I mean, you could lift that out of a movie schedule and just put it in a fucking punch card slot wherever mm-hmm. because it's not going to make no. any money. So I hope that the budget was reasonable mm-hmm. because they'll probably turn something, but it ain't going to be much. Um, that's a, This is a definite skip it. I, I agree. Skip it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I would see that if you, if you told me like, oh, April 1st. Uh, uh, what is it? What is it fucking called? Black Butterfly is coming out on Netflix. I'd be like, oh, that's fine. I'm never gonna ever watch that in a yeah. million years. Um, next up is my cousin Rachel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that makes it sound like a, a sitcom on ABC, but apparently it's based on a novel. And I'm, I'm I'm not aware of the novel. In my in my mind, it seems as old as like a Jane Eyre, maybe it, mm-hmm. or something like that, like uh, Austin. But it's cut in a way. This is Rachel. This is Rachel Vice. Yes, and it, it's cut and it, it, it's Jane Austen times, but it's cut like a horror film. It's like a it's like a period horror thriller film. But I think the trailer is trying to trick us and sell us something that isn't there. I don't think it's a horror film. I think it's going to be a thriller, psychological. But they want to. I think they're trying to cheat. I think they're trying. What's that Daniel Radcliffe period horror film? Uh, the Woman in Black. The Woman in Black. I got That's a little a horror film. I know, and I feel like they're trying to like maybe have a little cake and eat it too. Yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm actually intrigued by this movie. I, at first, I was I didn't know what to expect, and I saw it, and I, I think I always enjoy Rachel Weisz when I see her in, in things, uh, even if the movies aren't very good. I, uh-huh. I tend to like her. There's a lot of whispering. Like, a lot of the dialogue is whispered. Um, that's like that's her. It's all her, uh, yeah. Her and, and even the guy, too, of like, I don't know. Well, this was a day and age um, when you spoke very quietly. <laughs> right. So, but but it looks more intriguing than I initially realized of like who who's the villain here? Is she bad? That's or is that's she the ultimate like, question. Is she seducing him, or is she just like in love with him? Well, the, the premise seems to be that uh, the the male lead uh, receives letters at a certain point uh, from uh, either I don't know necessarily what the connections are here, blood wise, but. Rachel, Rachel Weiss or Weiss is, I don't know how you say that last name. Weiss. Weiss. Is it Weiss? I think so. She was this man's husband, and this this man has been writing letters to the male lead of the film saying, like, Rachel is basically a monster. Uh, I'm only writing these letters because she's out of the house, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm going to die under her watch. And uh, the male lead of the film has basically decided that he's going to take revenge on her mm-hmm. for destroying this guy who was important to him somehow. And, of course, he winds up like, falling in love with her because he starts to question the narrative. Mm-hmm. And because on her end, it's like, well, he he was so sick and I lost myself and it was just a disaster. Mm-hmm. And there's, a, again, just like uh, Black Butterfly, there seems to be a very clear thing going on here. Much more obvious, actually. Because she keeps serving him tea. And she, it's just, it might, the movie might as well be called Drink. Because she just keeps breathy, whispering, like, drink it. I made an extra batch. <laughs> Double stuffed. Like, <laughs> drink it. And they keep showing, like, 
mesmerizing, like hypnotic visions, like he's being drugged. Right. So what's going on? And they're banking on like, I want to know. So what do you, do you want to know? What is it for you? Stub it. Straight it. I'll skip yeah, it. You know what it, this is, absolutely is? I would never see this in a movie theater. I wouldn't necessarily skip it. This would sit in my queue maybe for months. Right. Months. Just like the adaptation of uh, fucking Jane, uh, Jane Eyre that's been sitting in my queue for like three years. I, I, I'm kind of on the fence between a stub it and a stream it, honestly. It I feels could, like a definite red box. I could see myself wandering down to the landmark across the down the street and just catching it. Uh, like a for like a weird matinee on like a su- like a Sunday. Yeah, you know. So uh, I'm not going to rule out the stub it on this because I am intrigued enough by the story to go see it or to at least figure out what happens. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Captain Underpants, the first epic movie, is our next trailer. Uh, a, a subtitle that they never say in the trailer properly, but for whatever reason they slapped this that is a franchise, baby. I mean, not since Doug's first movie have we seen such brazen confidence in ourselves, have we? Mm-hmm. Captain Underpants. Okay, so it says it's based on the worldwide phenomena. That uh, was a popular... That book series is popular. For all I know, it's still ongoing. Yeah. I feel like they're probably... That's like the Wimpy Kid books. I feel like they're cranking those out like fucking bullets. I, I read the first two, maybe? Really? Wouldn't you have been, like, too old for those books? No, I've, I've read the first one. I, I forget... Because they're almost like comic books, right? And uh, there's some dialogue, but there's a lot of, like, pictures, and there's a lot of, like, fliporama action. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, which is very fun. Okay. Um, that makes me think of the Stinky Cheese Man, which I loved as a kid. It had a lot of, like, in-the-corner in-jokes and, like, different things you could find. Mm-hmm. I, I've decided... I, I've seen this trailer twice now, including today for this, and I, th- I think I've decided that I kind of find it charming. The big sell is that I like Nick Kroll a lot, and I enjoy the fact that he's in this big movie getting a big fucking paycheck mm-hmm. to do a goofy voice that you could hear on Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I enjoy the fact that he's in it. Thomas Middleditch, and I, I like him. Kevin Hart, I, I've i never been intrigued to like pursue a Kevin Hart movie, but it seems like he's, I like the little kid voice that he's doing. Yeah, I was going to say, it's basically just his voice kind of heightened a little bit. Yeah. Um, so uh, what, what I want to say for this is I, I don't like the intro at the beginning with the two actual actors. So Ed Helms, who, who voices Captain Underpants and Kevin Hart, uh, they kind of have an intro of like, hello, we're the actors that are going to be playing these voices. You recognize me as from the Hangover movies. <laughs> and The Office. You yes. recognize me for, as Kevin Hart. Yeah. The phenomenon. Yeah, I've made like seven comedies that have made so much fucking right. money. So we're in this. It's for adults. Yeah. Watch it. Uh, so I, I don't like that intro to sell it because it's it, it just it's a little bit desperate. <laughs> Do you? Okay, I don't like it because of the patter. The goofy patter they do about yeah, the movie. banter back and forth. It's a little obnoxious. Life. Of course he's a superhero. He's not a superhero. Ba, 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 ba. Um, but then once we get to the actual trailer, uh, I, I do, I really like the style of animation. Mm-hmm. It looks like it was ripped from the books and yeah. just, it like what they did with Peanuts. Like a heightened version, detailed cartoon. Right. Um, we're not going for realistic. This is a, there is an aesthetic. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoy that. That's what, that's the problem with Boss Baby. It doesn't, well, to be fair, it's not an adaptation of anything, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But they're waffling between what kind of character design do we want to go with. If they had gone like this, like, let's go, f- let's have fun with it. Let's just be more honest with ourselves and just be silly with it. Um, yeah, so I, it is very Peanuts, Captain America. Right. Uh, so, uh, and I, but I will say, I really like Ed Helms. I think he's weirdly cast as this principal. I don't think he it has It sticks enough, out somehow. He doesn't have enough menace to him. Um, as as like the the principal, I feel like, but I really love the Kevin Hart and Thomas Middleditch casting. I think they're gonna have a nice chemistry yeah. and like ease to it, and they both sound like they're both adults and they're giving their regular adult voices, but yeah. they work for kid animation performances. There um, there are some good gags. Mostly, I think it's gonna skew towards like kind of messy. Uh, like goofy, like very small kids humor. Mm-hmm. But I think that I get the sense that they, there might be enough there for parents to enjoy as well. There's going to be a lot of physical comedy. And yeah. I kind of like that uh, when, when movies kind of lean into that, that Looney Tunes, like we're going to be full fair. Looney Tunes on this. Yeah. Um, 
And, and I think they're going to, it's going to be smart because I think the books are kind of toilet humor. Yeah. But they're I smart. Mean, they're, they're smart about it. Uh, there's like clever gags in there because I've heard rumors that they're going to use the fliparama. They're going to translate that on oh. the screen somehow. And I think that's like really fun. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm uh, stub it. I think I yeah. will go see this in theaters. Well, yeah. Some movies with that type of humor, they're coming at it from the perspective of kids will like this because kids are dumb. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's because these two kids in the movie, they make their own comedy comic books they're creative they like want they like they act out and the principal hates them because of that but it also it also it's clear that they have like a very creative friendship mm-hmm. like they're just very performative and silly yeah so i think it's supposed to be it seems to take kids more seriously in that way like no this is for kids who like enjoy making things or like have like fun friendships where like you create games and stuff. Uh, too many movies like honestly the boss baby, mm-hmm. which has a Glenn Gary Glenn Ross joke that they fucking shove down your throat. So much, so right. much again, not, not good at balance. Captain underpants. Yes. Stub it. No stream it. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely stream it. Baywatch is next. Uh, Man. who boy. Um, this movie wants to be 21 jump street. So, Bad. Yeah, that that joke. Um, so it's not Ed Helms, but who is this guy? The white guy who is kind of in the vein of an Ed Helms. He's he's the guy who runs Baywatch. He has that line about we have to improve the Baywatch brand. He's the guy from Human Giant. I oh think. yeah, he's that actor. He's oh he's on like Comedy Bang Bang. He's on. Yeah. Uh, he's on The Office. He has, like, bit parts in, like, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays Holly's boyfriend in The Office, if that has any uh, reference <laughs> yeah. for people. But he, he's just a very generic white guy comedian. Yeah, I have no I have no strong opinions about him. But, I mean... He will play roles like this for the rest, rest of, of his, his life. And he'll do perfectly fine. And yeah. I hope he's happy. Yeah. And... Baywatch overall, I mean, this is no different really than the first trailer we got. We get a lot more of the gags, just throwing in as much stuff as we can to prove to you. The trailer is just sweating beads. Basically like, please, you like 21 Jump Street. You have to come to this. It is so weird to watch a trailer try so hard when it has The Rock in its lead, who is... I, I love The Rock, and I think he's so charming and great, and the movie just needs to like... Or at least this trailer needs to find comfort in. We have one of the biggest stars leading this. Well, and the name Baywatch. That's enough to make people go see this movie. Well, the trailer is sweaty, but inherently, I think the movie is sweaty too. Right. Because everything about it is basically screaming at the camera. Like all the jokes are basically like people screaming at each other or getting into like very stressful, high profile situations it seems high concept i should say it seems so much and this is a crazy thing to say but it seems so much more lowbrow than 21 oh, jump street absolutely because 21 jump street has like dick jokes and like drug jokes and all that but it's humor. lord and miller so there's like there's like there's a progressive thing in there and a bite to it and like something that's a little more clever mm-hmm. where, where this seems to be more just like, let's cut away right before they say fuck or right before they say, like, fucker or like, fucker. Or like or dead man corpse fat is falling on Zac, poor Zac Efron, who seems charmless in this and just not interesting at all. He's a douche. Like, he's so, I think he's so much better in Neighbors. So much And better. they have, like, juiced him to the point where, like, it's like the bigger he got, the less ability he has in these marketing materials to come off as charming. Neighbors is so much, it's such a perfect, like, balance for him of being, like, funny and he's dumb he gets to play like dumb but he gets to be hot too right and but he and he also gets to be like maybe a little bit more charming whereas i think we're supposed to dislike the character in baywatch like we're supposed to like the rock who does not like this guy it's a buddy cop thing right we're just supposed to want them to come together and have them be friends and the jokes go a little bit too far like like in taking it lowbrow like i really like this bit where uh, the rock in this trailer, they're they're both carrying refrigerators. Yeah, because they're across. training for Baywatch. Yeah, and I, I like the the line that Zac Efron has of going like, "What do we have to do? What does this have to do anything with anything? These are refrigerators." But then it keeps going where the rock is like, "This is Baywatch, pussy." And yeah. It's like, why do we take it there? <sighs> Well, I forget if it's in 22 or 21 Jump Street where, like, someone says, I think someone drops, like, fag. Mm-hmm. And, like, Channing Tatum's character is like, wow, like, that's fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. And, like, don't fucking say that. Yeah. Like, that's the Lord of Miller. Like, it's lowbrow, but there is a smart, there's a liberal progressive thing in there, too, where it's like, we're not going to, like, trash women, like, mm-hmm. for no fucking reason other than to just laugh at them or, like, make fun of gay people 
or transvestites or trans people, which is what fucking Baywatch does. They're like stinger gag at the very end. Zac Efron shows up in full drag and they do a feet to head shot of like, can you believe who it is? Look, you thought it was a woman, but it's Zac Efron. Mm -hmm. And he says to The Rock, I'm undercover, man. And The Rock looks at him like he's a fucking monster. And he's like, yeah, maybe a little bit too undercover. I cannot. It's easy to say the phrase, it's 2017, but where are we? It is a crazy gag to make. um, For bad homophobic douches in the audience. That you're making your movie for them. It's such a tricky thing to put actors in drag and have it be comedy. Uh, surprisingly, I think I've said this before, maybe on an episode of How Rude. Oh. Surprisingly, I think Paddington d- does it so well. Was there a drag in Paddington? Remember he, the father dresses up as the like nurse. Oh, right. To, like, infiltrate, and they have that awkward exchange with that one guy that's, like, into him. Yeah, they do They do the old joke of, yeah, like, a man is... But... but There's something about that that it was, like, handled so well in my mind of, like, this is comedy. You know why? Because I think it's because his reaction to the flirtation mm-hmm. is not one of, oh, my God, this is humiliating. Like, the idea that a man is flirting with me. It's just sort of, like... He's trying to like get something. Yeah. Like he's trying to achieve I'm his goal. To trick this man. Yeah, and that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically like Mrs. Doubtfire goofiness. It, right. There's no judgment or commentary on mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, it's like some like it hot. Like some like it hot right. is more progressive in the reveal of a man in drag yeah. than fucking Baywatch in 2017. Right. Fucking skip it. Straight up skip it. Oh man. Oh no. <laughs> this is the first instance of me being like Brandon, come with me, please. Would uh, you stream it? Rock, dude. You wouldn't stub it. You wouldn't stub it. <laughs> I won't allow you to spend your money on this. If it's what if it's funny? You don't even. You really didn't. You. I know, I, it doesn't seem like you I like this trailer I like at all. The really. Rock. I, I will stream it. I mean, did you see Central Intelligence with the Rock and Kevin yeah. Hart? You did see that. I didn't stub it, but I streamed it. Okay, fair enough. I think you should absolutely wait for this. I waited for it's Central a, Intelligence to come on HBO, and I, so I didn't pay for it at all. I mean, talk about a red box sliding out of a machine. This is, like, perfect I, for that. Yeah, I, I will stream. Uh, Straight up skip it. Watch. Straight up skip it. Um, this one won't take very long because uh, it's very short. It's called Wish Upon. Um, I do want to find out the name of this guy because we immediately recognized him as one of the cast members of The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Mm-hmm. It's so... It's nice fun. to see him in a movie. <laughs> I I have no ability. He's so baby faced and like kind of like like lighthearted and young looking to me that I can't take him seriously as a horror like lead. Uh, Ki Hong Lee. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Very very cute guy. Uh, it just seems like he has been plopped into this movie from Kimmy Schmidt. He's also in the Maze Runner. He's like really one of the main characters in that. Well, that defunct franchise that will yeah. I don't think we're ever going to get back but, to that. So so it, it stars uh, this one stars Joey King who is she was in she's more of a kid actor she was in like uh, did you see the movie with Channing Tatum where he White House Down Oh uh, I did not does she play the daughter Yeah his daughter Yeah Okay she's also I mean she has a great career she's in like. The Conjuring. She's in Independence Day Resurgence. She's in the Fargo TV show. She's like had a big career as a kid actor. Okay, so far, fair enough. Uh, I think she comes off as a little awkward here. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a weird combination of she looks like she's too old to play the part she's playing, and she also looks too young to be playing the part she's playing. Yeah, she started out in that that those like Ramona and Beezus movies. That's movies. what you said as we yeah. were watching it. I've um, never, I yeah, that book series Ramona. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's she, just, I she's wanna, in teenager years now, so it's like she's right. weird. It's, it's just it's, weird. Yeah, as as we all were weird. Is this a remake of an Asian film? Because I get the sense that this is an easy, quick remake of a like a Japanese or a Chinese film. Um, I don't know. It, it comes across to me as a weird ripoff of Death Note, which right. is because she has a device where she can like <laughs> wish on it, and it's makes bad things happen to, like, her classmates. Like, yeah, it's like I want so-and-so to rot, and then they wake up, and they have rot on their face. Yeah, it's like this crazy, enormous box. Mm-hmm. Like, that, it just has, like, Japanese characters on the side, and, like, a lot of Hellraiser moving pieces. This looks fucking dreadful. The only gimmick in this trailer is that they throw the conjuring at you. 
And I think they say something like from the studio that brought you the conjuring. And the director of Annabelle, which was terrible. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. It's not conjuring, it's Annabelle. Um which was terrible. And these movies, they cost fucking like ten million dollars to make. They make thirty to forty, and everybody is happy. Right. So I'm sure it'll do fine. It's like a weird if you like Carrie and you like like those type of movies of the bullied uh teenager gets back at her bullies. The bullied but, teenager who has a friend? Yeah. She clearly has a friend. Right. Um, so I, I, this is a skip it for me. Oh, absolutely. I, and I love horror movies, too, uh, and even bad ones. But this, I, I just don't have any interest in, like, Annabelle. I love the no. Conjuring movies, but Annabelle and, like, you're gonna go spin-offs. See the, you're going to go see The Nun? Has that no. been made? No, I don't. I, don't th- I think it's going to get stalled. Yeah, I, I think, think so too. Um, next up is uh, Churchill, starring Brian Cox. Who? I, who? Boy. I actually have a fair amount of notes on really? this one. Oh, interesting. Um, Please tell me. I think this movie looks like, and this is going to sound so shitty. I think it looks like it's made for old people. It's one of these dying biopic uh, movies. Weiss, Vice, biopic, biopic. Biopic. <laughs> I guess, yeah, biopic, sorry. It's these dying, like, biopics that praise, like, a white figure in history. I feel like we see one of these, <sighs> these at least once a year of, like, here's this semi-prestigious actor playing a, like, historical figure that... God. That my, my grandpa will probably definitely go see, and that's nothing on him because I actually think he has great taste in movies, but... Um, he, he will probably eat this up because that's who it's, like, geared towards. Well, it's for people who already know the history front to back. Yeah. And really, you go and see this, and if you're the type of person who knows the history, the what you're going to get out of it is, well, that didn't happen, or they glazed over this, or they truncated that. It looks like a movie that'll be three hours long and is infused with way more drama and conflict than is necessary. Than it'll, actually happened. It'll force <laughs> it in. It's like, and then he hit this roadblock and we're talking about this roadblock for the next 20 minutes. And you know who inspired him? The women in his life. Yeah. His secretary, his wife. But he might have inspired them too. Oh, yes. At the end of the day, the man is the hero. This is the male gaze's answer to the Iron Lady. (laughs) Right. Brian Cox, who who I like and I'm sure will be turning in a fine performance, will be playing Winston Churchill. A blustering, cigar-chomping performance. It's it's just a lot of like drawn-out monologues, even in the trailers of but you can't fight. But I will fight! Like, things like that. Um, Uh, I'm gonna dub this the, uh, I don't know why I think of this, but it like it, I, I dub it like the cut the air moment. Like it takes the air out of the room. The music stops. Everyone in the shot stops dead and looks right at the lead. And then the lead says something. Da, 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 Why not? It's public domain at this point. Right. But there's that moment where the secretary, she throws her book across the room and she goes, how dare you talk about the men who are fighting? My husband's on one of those boats. I'm sorry. I don't have the right to say these things. You have every right. Oh. <sighs> There's I will, two moments in this. I will be skipping this. Full skip. Uh, I wouldn't this, fucking watch that in a goddamn million years. This, this, and I, and I think critics will not care for it either. No, it's it slides under the radar. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, Brian Cox, you're not Meryl Streep. You can't just be given an Oscar nomination because you played a fucking historical figure. That's right. Sorry. Um, much better trailer coming right around the bend. Yep. Uh, it's called Three uh, Three Billboards Outside of, uh, what, what was it? Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Ebbing, Missouri. It's one of those titles that's destined, just call it Three Billboards. Yeah. I love that it's long, but we have to just refer to it as Three Billboards. Right. Um, give me, feel, please feel free. Yes. Okay. First off, love, love this cast. This is, they've assembled. I want to give them to the kissies. <laughs> uh, this is, they've assembled a great cast. I mean, we have uh, Frances McDormand. We take her for granted. She's so good, dude. We take her for granted because maybe, she's fucking may, amazing. Maybe this will be. This seems like a performance where it's like, maybe she'll get a nomination for this. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, like, the, the kind of pulpy violence element of it that, like, Martin McDonough tends to bring to the material won't throw people man, off. He elevates his cast, man. And I think he doesn't get... I think Imbruge should have gotten way more uh, attention. I think that's one of Colin Farrell's best performances ever. I'm convinced that I do. I have the DVD. I need to, like, rewatch it. Yeah, Brendan Gleeson, Ralph, Ray Fiennes, they all turn in amazing performances. Oh, yeah. And this... Ray th- Fiennes is great in that. This movie seems to be following the same suit. I love seeing Sam Rockwell play a dummy, and it looks like he is uh, firing on all cylinders here. Yeah. Uh, and then Woody Harrelson 
turning in a great performance too. I love it because all these characters seem flawed. No one really seems like the hero. Mm. I think she she's set up as kind of this person that's fighting against law enforcement, but but she's also maybe taking it too far. Yeah, she's um, she's a foul mouth like martyr turning into a vigilante. Mm-hmm. The trailer does an excellent job because we see this across the board with a lot of these bad trailers. Uh, what it's are, a red band trailer. It's a red band trailer. I, I, I wrote down that it's really well cut. Mm-hmm. Combining, like, all these trailers want to use songs. And this is one of the rare examples this week of really using a song well mm-hmm. in time with laying out the story very well. And it doesn't tell you more than you fucking need. Here's the setup. Here's a ton of character interactions set to music. And if this doesn't work on you, then you were never going to see it in the first and, place. And, here, and, and it's just like interesting shots of like, oh my God, she's like lighting a, she's like making a Molotov cocktail. What? Like just enough to be like. There's a knife to her throat. Yeah. Like. You don't know the context, but these, these are dynamic shots anchored by strong performances. This is an absolute stub for me. I will oh, yeah. be seeing this for and sure. Stub it as well. And I, I will also say I think we're missing the obvious connection here, which is this trailer is absolutely marketed to like Coen Brothers fans. Mm-hmm. Like it's and it's that that's a very good connection. Like I feel like if you love the Coen Brothers, then you should absolutely love and be familiar with Martin McDonough's work. Yeah. Um he's only this is his third film, but I'm really hoping that this can like he, he hasn't made a bad movie yet. I think it's Seven rare psych- that he makes them. Yeah, Seven Psychopaths, I think, was not everyone's cup of tea. But uh, And e- even I'm kind of on the fence about that one. But I I have to go see this based off of the talent behind it alone. It looks nuts. It looks, like, raw. I'm yeah. ready. Watch, I'm ready the, watch the trailer for... A lot of these trailers want stinger moments, too. Like, leave them, like, laughing or, like, fucking... It, like titillated or excited, mm-hmm. scared. But her little monologue as she's driving down the street, that's an amazing way to end that trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, fuck it. Everybody should, could fucking take a lesson from these, from the way this is put together. Yeah. Um, and then we got two more here. Who oh boy, don't got a lot to say about this one. It's Queen of the Desert starring fucking Nicole Kidman, James Franco, and Robert Pattinson. I, I, think, I think this is, I think Kidman is in a point in her life where she is gunning for an Oscar. She is trying, man. I, I think the role she's taking as of late, this, she wants it. This is a thirsty movie trailer. It's yeah. thirsty for it. it. It all looks very pretty, I think. Mm-hmm. Like the, the setup, the the invite the locales, the costuming, the everything looks very I can see this getting production design stuff for I, sure. I think I think my reaction to it is that it looked a little uh flat and mm-hmm. a little um uh, I, I keep making desert puns. Thirsty. This just looks a little flat, a little dry. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like that pops or is sumptuous about it. Well, we should say Werner Herzog is directing this. Um, I, I'm a little wary of his narrative films as opposed well, to his documentaries. Uh, again, just like just like maybe how I felt about Churchill, this looks like it may be an hour of content that is going to be stretched thin it's yeah. it's I, I don't i'm not convinced there's a story there I, I like seeing a story with a female lead that that's always like refreshing but it's also another one of these things of like a white character it, comes into a savage land uh, like a backwards yeah, land right where she has to prove herself and turns out to be the queen of the desert um so and, and again it's a true story and like all this stuff Based on a book, blah, 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 blah. I feel like you said earlier, I know what I'm going to say is about to sound shitty. I know that this sounds shitty, and I, I don't really know how to, like, I hope it just doesn't come off as, like, lunk-headed and fucking sexist. But it reminds me of the most recent trailer for Transformers The Last Night, mm-hmm. which pushed this very clear feminist, pro-girl, pro-women, like, women can fucking fight and be badasses. I love that. In spirit and on the page. But when these trailers come out, it also can really hit me as super crass, super manipulative, and somehow, like, not genuine. Mm -hmm. And the way this is put together, there's that moment where the men tell her, women come through this entrance, and she goes, well, this woman is entering through here. First of all, didn't... No way that happened. Mm-hmm. Though no way it was articulated that way. Yeah. This is a movie line if I've ever fucking heard it. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking manipulative. Like, look, I'm all for it. Fantastic. If you want to do The King and I in the Desert and base it on an incredible true story, yeah. fine. But you don't have to try this hard to push that angle. Mm-hmm. It's there. The material is there. Also... The trailer, I don't really know what the flying fuck it's supposed to be about. Yeah, it, What is she trying to accomplish? Which is what 
reinforces my point that I just don't think the content's there. I think nope. it's a bunch of uh, the trailer's a bunch of shots because they they're like the story we can tell in like thirty minutes and then it's <laughs> over. Like, what do we do? What is this trailer even going to be? So I, 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 this is a skip it for me. I'm not intrigued at all. Oh, totally skip. I mean, we there I mean, are one, three this week. Like between the last face. Churchill and Queen of the Desert. I don't know which I'm least interested in. And I, I like Nicole Kidman, and I want. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I she's in Paddington. I, I want to say this for a lot of these actors in these projects. I like these performers, and I want to see them do things that I'm excited and intrigued about. But this is not one of them. Uh, and then, of course, the the big headliner that just came out this morning. Uh, but the the Justice League trailer dropped today mm-hmm. after they rolled out. Uh, f- how many members are in the team? What, what did they do? Like five. five. So they did these five 16 second character teasers mm-hmm. leading into the big premiere today. And I'll tell you what, really, absolutely underwhelmed, not interested at all. This looks like the same junk I didn't like with Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. That's the problem. That, no. that's, that's the problem. Here's, here's the thing with that, uh, and a lot of you might recommend or remember, not recommend, remember that Comic-Con trailer that Justice League dropped that was very much a sneak peek of what the movie was going to be, and it's fun. We're taking in this fun direction. Here are the characters. They're, they're telling jokes. They're, they're doing things differently. There's a, there's a needle drop. Right, and there's a needle drop in this one too. Um, that we'll oh yeah, they, they yeah they do come together. Right, uh, like a cover of "Come Together." If you know me, you know I love superheroes. I know you. Every everything superhero content, I kind of absorb. So well, let's let's be fair. No matter how you feel about this, let, you will me, be you will be stubbing. Yes, let me. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> oh, let me get sorry. this out of the way. This will be a stub for me, um, but. There's a lot of feelings I have about it. First of all, let's get some color. There's no color in this movie. Even when the logos come up. You're talking about color or you're talking about light? Uh, both. Yeah. Both. The, the, I want to see what's happening. You know, we just saw Power Rangers the last night. And that, while still gritty and real and, like, emotional, still has lots of pops of color. The The Rangers, they don't hide those the colors of their outfits, like, uh, so there's they're still the a last lot. action sequence is, is in full daylight. Right. So, so there's, there's that like nice balance that this movie doesn't seem to have. Everyone's so muted, right? Like, uh, just looking at the stills up on the, the TV here, like even like the flash is like a muted, like burgundy, not red. It's rust, like yeah. just dirty rust. Aquaman has like a full outfit, but it's like, a green that's almost gray and like nothing looks dynamic and fun. Even Wonder Woman who's has her solo movie that makes her look like her costume is bright, looks muted in the follow-up justice league movie. Yeah. None of the, none of these characters, they want Aquaman clearly in this trailer to be the fun sort of like wild card, but it's drowning. That actor is trying so hard to be like, I am, like, doing my best right now. Like, and I think that he's probably the best part of the film based on this trailer. Yeah. But it is, the movie is determined to drown these people in mud. I'm, I'm, Cyborg looks utterly charmless. He gets a line in this, and this, this dude, wherever they found this guy, this actor. There's no faith. There's no faith in him, the character. They're embarrassed by this character. And it's, it's, it's a shame because the, the team needs the diversity. Um, because the Justice League oh. uh, is a pretty white team across the board. I mean, Jason Momoa adds uh, you know some nice diversity as well. But still, like casting an actor, and I pr- think he's pretty much a newcomer, the cyborg. Um, man, he, his line that he has in this trailer is some like throwaway like. I would move you, if I were you, yeah, or I, I you should move or something along those lines. Uh, Dreadful. Bad, bad. So he looks charmless. Well, the CGI. The CGI is shocking. He looks bad. Like, did they even motion capture, or was it just like someone being like, "I guess this is how a body moves." Yeah, there's th- yeah, there's nothing natural or organic to it. It has the Transformers problem of too many moving pieces, too busy. Mm-hmm. It comes off as very juvenile for a movie that's trying to like somehow be a grown up superhero film. Cyborg looks. Very childish to me. Yeah, he he seems uh, like a like a poor choice here. I'm really you seem to have a different uh, take on Aquaman. I I'm not digging the like dude bro 
Like, oh, I, I guess I guess that is what they're going with. Like, he's supposed to be like a wild man, yeah. a biker type of like rough I'm, rider I'm, guy. I'm really not not into it. It's like uh, they're so worried that people won't be able to take Aquaman seriously. They have to go so much the other way of being like he fucks. No, yeah. Oh, he fucks. Yeah. And he oh, drinks. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, and don't worry, Mira, his hot wife. Oh yeah, she's around. She'll show up in the movie. Yeah, he knows. There's a shot of her in this too. So, and, and then we have Gal Gadot giving like a couple lines of dialogue. I'm still not convinced she's a great actress. So, I think she's giving it. I think she's giving it everything that she has, and I just oh, don't does. think that it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that's her fault. I think it's the fault of the people just putting these pieces together. They don't know how to fucking get these pieces. Together, the marketing, the trailer wants you to think that this is a perfect storm. We're finally bringing all these characters that you've never seen before on the silver screen together. Most of which you, again, have not seen yet. Cyborg and the fucking Flash and Aquaman, you'll be meeting them for the first time in this movie. I thought for sure. I was like, oh, the Flash... They'll, they're going to make him the comic relief. Yeah, I think he is supposed to be the comic relief. But in this trailer... He gets a joke. He gets... He gets... The he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't get the joke. punchline. You know who gets two jokes in this trailer? Batman. Yeah, Ben Affleck. There's something wrong here, and it's it's deteriorating. Like, his performance as this character is deteriorating in front of our eyes. Why are you giving Batman the jokes of, like, oh, I'm rich? and then They what, want him to be Tony Stark now somehow. What's his other—doesn't he have another joke? Yes. Aquaman comes—he actually has a reverse punchline. Because I feel like the better line is Aquaman shows up and he goes—he looks at Batman in his mm-hmm. costume and he goes, Oh, just like a bat. I dig it. And oh, J.K. Simmons actually says before that, it's nice to see that you're playing with others. And the Fun final line, again, yeah. Batman says, it's probably not going to last long. It's temporary. It's temporary. It's, <laughs> it's so weird to give Batman the one character that should be— His grumpy what, dad. What's, what's, what's funny about— What's funny about Batman is the fact that he is, like, so humorless, right? And the other, like, it's so fun in the Justice League cartoon to watch Barry uh, or Wally West, Fuck with the him. Flash, try to, like, joke with Batman and to have it, like, hit a brick wall. Maybe there is more of that. Maybe there is more of that. What, I, what I'm bummed out about is this is no different than what we've already seen. Mm-hmm. What? What is the story? You, you see, have to tell me what's going on. You do see the parademons, which are the minions for like the apocalypse, dark side stuff. What it's supposed to be? Lo- what who are we getting? The, uh, Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf. <laughs> coming to we, Steppenwolf. We absolutely do not see. No, um, and and the parademons are so obscured because yeah. they don't know what that is. They don't. They're not comfortable he, he with gets it. A, Batman gets to shoot a bunch of parademons with a get ready for cannon fodder with a gun. We don't actually get to see any of the people do much of what makes them no. cool. What? What? I want to see Batman fight. I want to see the Flash run around. Well, I'm tired of cannon fodder. Marvel yeah. has already drained the well when they did it the second time in Age of Ultron with those fucking foot soldier Ultrons. I was like, man, between the Chitari and this, we're done. We can't really do this anymore. It's a little. Just comes off like a monotonous video game. Well, D- DC is already kind of uh, going with their plan B because they they've dropped all their initial plans with 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 Ben Affleck and Batman and what they were going with there. And well, the Batman is still in development. Yes, on but, some but, level. But they're they're changing. They're scrapping the initial script. They're changing that story. They're moving around directors and projects for like 2018 and stuff. I think they're trying to take this in a completely different direction, but they already made Justice League. Yeah. So Justice League is... It's the exact same problem they've always had. They've tried to reverse engineer it, and that fucks them over. I I think this is going to... If Wonder Woman and both this are both bad, this is going to kill this franchise. It's going to kill it. Well, no, it... You got it right the first time. They'll just change the plan. Mm -hmm. They will never ever give up. They will fucking let these broken gears grind into each other until the machine fucking blows apart. I was I was also convinced we would get a Superman tease. So at, at I least, don't know why you at, thought at that. At least at the very end no. of let's get the S symbol. Everyone knows he's in it. Everyone Not knows everyone. He's in it. I feel like this is all supposed to be for not people like you. I'm sorry, but it's not. No, and I, they I, think Superman coming back is going to be a genuine Surprise for mainstream audiences. I, I think this is trailer one. Uh, I'm making a bet right now. We'll have to reconvene later down the road. Uh, Fair on enough. On the next episode, trailer two, glimpse of Superman. I done think, and done. I think Superman coming back is the stinger at the end of Justice League. That would be so 
annoying. He will not. I, I think the ramif. They'll try to set up some ramifications, like Superman's back, but what's going on with him? Is he a zombie? I mean, you're probably right, but I bet you. I, I'm still thinking a tease in trailer two. We'll see. So based on this, mm-hmm. you're saying you already said stub it. Yeah. I drew a line after the. The death knell of Blockbuster Entertainment, which for me was BVS DOJ. I made you watch Suicide Squad. You did. I I think, honest to God, there's a moment where they're in Barry's hideout, his little flash pen clubhouse. They show that little neon Suicide Skull, Suicide Squad skull mm. behind Ben Affleck. And I wanted to go, listen to me, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Is the Suicide Squad going to team up with the Justice League? Because if, if what's your fucking plan? <laughs> Sirens of Gotham. Like, it's a mess. Mm. And I drew a line after BVS DOJ. I said, never again. I did watch Suicide Squad because you paid you for it. You streamed it. You, I streamed it. You, you technically pushed the button to stream it. Yeah. I was just in the room. What a dreadful film that ends on a starscape. Yeah. The credits... Rolled out on a starscape. And then in what is basically Comic Sans, the phrase Suicide Squad shows up at the end of that movie. Yep. You made that through Microsoft Word. You put that together, did you? Frank. Some guy named Frank put that. Justice League. Skip. It. Skip it. Really? Skip it. I can't. You're not going to go to the theater It'll be two hours and 33 minutes long. Uh, let me ask you this. Are you going to see Wonder Woman? No, I'm sorry. No, nothing so about the marketing for the that DC makes franchise. me. Yes. I am. And I'm done with I saw Logan, but I'm not going to see more of the X-Men. I'm I'm just I might see like Deadpool De- 2 or something yeah. like that, but X-Men Supernova or whatever we're getting in the main franchise. Yeah. No, after Apocalypse, absolutely not. So, yeah, if if we were to if we come back to this and we get all these you're, new you're superhero have films, to watch all these trailers for them. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. No skin off my back. <laughs> not losing fucking seventeen dollars at the ArcLight yeah. to fucking watch a, a two minute trailer on YouTube. So yeah, that's what this. Speaking of, uh, this is what this show would be. <laughs> right. Well, one more thing I want oh. to ask you, based off of what we watched, what's your trailer of the week? Oh, the trailer of the week. I think we both probably have the same one. Uh, okay. Oh, that's very interesting. I don't know. I nothing uh, immediately says oh, actually, trailer of the week to me. I absolutely have one. Oh yes, I do. Of course, yeah. it's three billboards. Exactly. Okay, fair enough. Three three billboards outside uh, Ebbing, Missouri. If you have to watch one trailer, check that one out. Yeah. You t- and support movies like this because that's the problem is people don't go see these movies. They go see fucking. Do you want the theaters to be like choked by? dusky, dusty, breathy fucking Oscar dramas, or do you want something interesting? Yeah. Uh, another segment that we will preview here, uh, we're not going to do it today, but uh, there's another thing that we would do as part of At The Trailers, which is The Vault, mm-hmm. where we present a trailer to our co-host from Days Gone By, and we sort of just take a look at how that's put together, because I'm always intrigued by the way things were cut like fucking 40 years ago, 30 we, years we ago. We talk about, we did watch the Tom and Jerry movie trailer last night. <laughs> well, Okay, so the welcome to the vault where we talk about a uh, trailer from the past and who do you remember Tom and Jerry the movie, folks? Because we sure do. Yeah, because I, I, I talked about it on Twitter and I had more than a couple people be like, "Oh my god!" Spent a lot of time rewatching that. So apparently there was something there. Well, you like Looney Tunes. I did, and, and I, I I liked Looney Tunes and I liked Tom and Jerry. So there's something there for you, and and there is something appealing about. Those things being presented to you in a format that's like, this is a big deal. This is a movie. Yeah. This is slapping the movie on it for a kid is like, what do you mean the movie? Yeah. The movie? <laughs> this is the high def version, the best oh, version you can get. This trailer, I the animation is so dreadful that there should almost be a small disclaimer in the corner saying, we know we're releasing this in theaters. We're so sorry. We know this looks like worse than a TV show, mm-hmm. honestly. The original Tom and Jerry cartoons, much better animation. More fluid, yeah. Yes. And the best part of that trailer is, I think we watched a couple, we watched two cuts of two different there, trailers. There's one that's significantly uh, better than the other. Better. They're both very awkward, but uh, they try to also skirt around the fact that it's a musical. The second one mm-hmm. uh, is more confident in it. It's, it's just like six songs from Oscar-winning fucking songwriter Henry goddamn Mancini. <laughs> and it's like, kids don't know who the flying fuck that is. <laughs> but the tagline is, they finally found something to fight for each, each other. other. That is not what we ever came to Tom and Jerry for. 
the weirdest decision to make them friends. And well, who, at the end, who they, plays they Tom get, the Cat? Uh, Richard Kind. Richard Kind, and you immediately know it's Richard mm-hmm. Kind. And then the kid, the the woman who played Max and Goof Troop, plays Jerry, and it it rings so clear in my ears now. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that I know their like whole careers, basically. Yep. So yeah, so that that's worth a YouTube search as well. Check it out, Tom and Jerry the movie. Yeah, I don't even think we need to do. We don't need to apply our system to old trailers. No, I don't no, think no, no, no. it's too late. We've seen it way too many I, times. I streamed it several times. I might have stubbed it. I don't know. What do you mean you streamed it? Is it available? No, to I search? just watched it a bunch on video. Yeah, true. You re- went to the video store and you went. T and J, TM, please. <laughs> so yeah, that was at the trailers. We hope that you're intrigued by this and that you'll uh, come with us into this next project. I had a lot more fun. Uh, just <laughs> how rude yeah. is fun? Yeah, we have fun with our guests and making fun of Full House. But this just, I feel much more like mm-hmm. like light on my feet, right? Because the, con- we- the conversation is something yes. we actively enjoy. So I'm Brandon. I'm John, and this has been at the trailers. <laughs> <laughs>